0: Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a short, no BS podcast for all female business owners. My name is Lindsay Teague Moreno. I am the host here. I'm the producer here. I am everything here at this one man band show. I'm also an author, a speaker, influencer, and most importantly, a truth teller. Listen, in under 20 minutes of content, every single episode, you're going to get information, principles, and lessons based on what I've learned in building startup businesses into multi-million dollar producing organizations. You can learn more about me, my business, the books that I've written and the workshops I have for you online by visiting me at lindsaytm.com. The link is in every description of every episode. So make sure you check out those show notes. Now grab a pen, grab a notebook and a glass of wine if you want it and get ready to boss up. All right, you guys, thank you for joining again here. We're going to talk about the fifth of the 10 philosophies that I mention and I talk about, and I built the book boss up around, uh, the 10 philosophies are the things I think you have to know and understand and learn, uh, in order to get to that level of success that you're looking for, whatever success looks like for you in order for you to get there. I think there's a certain amount of things that you have to know. And these 10 philosophies are those things. Now, they're not the things that I think you should know, They're the things that you need to figure out. Okay. So inside the book, there's a bunch of fill-in-the-blank questions for you to actually think about. Hey, what do you want? Hey, what do you want this to look like? So that when you get to success, you actually enjoy it, (laughs) that you're fulfilled by it, by that you love what you're doing, and that you continue to want to do that, that you set goals further in advance. Okay, so number five is to use the unsales tactic. I cannot wait to get into it with you guys. So let's do this thing. All right. So the fifth philosophy is to use the unsales tactic. And this happened to be the chapter that, that we had to cut the most of. It was the longest chapter. It's the chapter that I found the easiest to write because sales is not hard for me. Um, Understanding how the human brain works and how to talk to somebody and how to get them to that place of, yes, this is a value for you because it is the best thing for you and not necessarily the best thing for me. And so I have a lot to say in this chapter and there's a lot for you to think about in this chapter. Um, And this might be where you start to be like, "Oh, I might've done that wrong in the past. And I want you to forgive yourself right away it's okay. You only know when you learn, right? And often we need to learn by actually doing and and figuring out, okay, this is not what customers respond to. I'm going to go through a little bit about what the unsales tactic is, and then give you some highlights from the chapter. So the unsales tactic is basically to put the customer first, no matter what. And I think we hear this a lot. Oh, put the customer first. We put the customer first. But I think we can all agree customer service sucks right now. (laughs) There's not a lot of people that are giving high levels of customer service where they care about the customer, where they're actually connected to them. You know, I hear a lot of airlines say, we put our customers first, come fly the friendly skies. Look how exciting our customer service is. And yet, I have way more really bad experiences with, with airlines than I do. Good experiences with airlines. Recently, I had my very first really good experience on this one certain airline that we fly all the time because they're based out of Denver. And it was the very first time I thought, Oh, I don't want to complain. Actually, that was really good service. It happens so often that we don't get good service that I don't think we even know what good service is anymore. Uh, And so I would like us to rewrite the book about what good customer service is and to be able to use the unsales tactic to put the customer first, to understand what the customer needs and deliver that for them, okay? So uh, recently I had somebody write me before I did the social media takeover, the social media takeover was an event I did last year and we offered it online starting in January and it went off. Like it was a really, really good response. And the cool thing about it was we were able to get it done and offer it for a hundred bucks or under to every single person that came, which was really, really cool. So for under hundred bucks, I was offering this class. I knew it was going to be worth the value. I, I felt like we were undercharging for it, which I appreciated. I want to do that for my customers when we can. And I got an email and this email said, Hey, Lindsay, I just want to talk to you about this class. I want to know your honest opinion on whether it's worth the money because I don't have it right now. If I have to, I can come up with hundred bucks. I can make it happen, but it's going to come from somewhere else in my budget. And so I just want to know from you whether you think that it would be smart for me to go ahead and do that and invest in myself now, even though I don't have the money or should I wait? Right. And my answer, of course, was it's not the right time for you. <laughs> I never want to put somebody further into debt to do anything, to do any business at all. Business, my business is running by cash. We have a cash business, no debt. And I want to continue that. And I want to also, I want my tribe to know that I put their financial well being above mine, right? That $100. Probably means a lot to her. I want her to use that on, you know, food <laughs> before she uses that on a class, right? The class will be there for her. When I think, so when I think of the unsales tactic, I think of that email exchange. I think of an actual person going into debt to spend on my product, or I think of an actual person who doesn't have the money and I think of a, a salesperson pressuring them and it makes me sad for them. I don't want that. So put the customer first and understand that your product may be of value to them. If you've, if you've explored that, which we will talk about, but that financially it might not be the right time and that's okay. Eventually it will be the right time. You just need to make sure that the value is there. So for the third thing is to find out what your customer needs. What are their pain points? What's going on in their life that's causing pain to them. So for somebody who needs some education, My product, my social media takeover or my online workshops, unconvention, whatever it is, could help them. It's of value to them because they need somewhere to get an education about one specific topic. And that's what I do. And so I want to make sure that I find out what the customer needs. And there's this really great way to do that. And and you might want to make sure you get your pens out and, and write this down. The best way to find out what a customer needs is to ask them just ask them the question, what do you need? Why are you contacting me right now? What's going on in your business? How can I help you? Right. And then what you do is you take the information that they give you, and then you put your product inside the hole. They just told you was in their life. You make sure that your product is of value. And if it is not, you do the right thing and say, you know what? I don't think what I have is going to help you, but this is really great information. I'll make sure to keep that in mind as I'm creating new product, or I don't know if this product is going to help you, but I do have this over here that may help you. And we could save you some more money, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. You take what they, the need they just told you, and you plug your product into it. That's how you build need. You ask questions and you actively listen to them. You need to make sure that you're calling out any issues. So the, thir- the fourth thing I want you to know is to call out any issues and be honest. Ask people, what are your holdbacks? But if you know what the holdback is, like you know this person is struggling financially, if you know what it is, don't be afraid to talk about it. Hey, look, I know that what I'm telling you is to spend money on the most expensive product on the market. I realize that the product that I sell is more expensive than my competition. It's more expensive than you going down to the store and getting whatever XYZ widget would replace this. Here's why you should be spending more. Let me educate you about what is important about this product, why it's more expensive, why it takes longer, why whatever it is that's their holdback is happening, and why that holdback is worth the weight or worth the money or worth the time. Okay. So make sure that you're calling out exactly how they're feeling, that they may be feeling. The first step to that is to understand what your customer may be feeling. Can you remember what it was like before you did this, before your life was consumed with your product? Can you remember what it was like? Can you put yourself in that position? Can you ask yourself, what might I be feeling right now if I was that person? Have empathy for your customers. If they're going through something that's really hard, have empathy for them. Don't jump right in with a hard sales tactic with them. Let them speak. Let them get information off their chest. Let them tell you. Have empathy for them. If they're having a hard time financially, have empathy for that. Don't you remember what that was like? Haven't you been there where you didn't have enough money? You didn't know how you were going to pay the bills? And then to have somebody pressure you to buy something on top of that, I would run away from that situation. And I think that's a problem that we have in entrepreneurship is we feel like the hard sales tactic is the only sales tactic. And if we don't close today, if we're not always be closing, right, then something's wrong with us. And I just don't believe that's the best way to keep a loyal customer. Those customers will come back to you if they feel like they can trust you and they can trust you if you do the right thing for them at the right time. All right. The next one is to be an active listener. Listen to them without formulating a response. Read what they're writing to you. Actually take the time to listen to them and hear them before you formulate a response. And for me, this is tough, you guys, because when someone talks to me or asks me a question or I can tell where the question's going, I know where we're going to end up. I have a tendency to finish the question for them and get right into the answer because I want it faster, right? That's in my personality type. Don't be me. <laughs> That's not the best way. Active listening is the best way, Okay. And then use these standout strategies. Here are, what, one, two, three, four, five, six standout strategies for you to uh, be able to lean on to make your sales go a little bit better. So number one is to have outstanding customer care. Take care of your customers. Stand out because you take such good care of your customers and you love them so much. Um, I want women between the ages of 20 and 30 who want to own businesses to know that I am their biggest cheerleader. I want them to succeed. I do that by constantly telling them and giving them good customer care when I can. Okay. The next one is to do your own thing. Stop worrying about what your competition is doing. Stop worrying about what that girl down the street is doing. Stop worrying about that what the other girl who has a similar product to your, you is doing uh, stop worrying about this post that worked for someone else. Keep your blinders on understand what your customer is doing so you can make sure you're going to be number one in the market, which we talked about but keep your blinders on. Don't be constantly worrying about what this person over here is doing because it will affect your business and your customer will see it. Okay. The next one is to challenge the status quo. If there's something that's always been done, how can you flip that on its ear? How can you do something different? The next one is to be more curious. Poke the box a little bit more. Seth Godin wrote a great book called Poke the Box. It's one of my favorites of his. Test things out. Try things out. Poke the box. Be more curious about when you do this, it does that. Learn new skills. Poke the box, okay? Uh, Be more curious. Next is to learn from qualified teachers. Don't be taking anyone's advice. (laughs) You should be taking very few people's advice, especially if it's unsolicited, okay? You need to be making sure that you're qualifying the people that you're taking advice from. If the person giving you the advice have never done the thing that you want to do, do not take their advice. They don't know how to tell you how to do it because they haven't done it themselves. Okay. Um, now, I'm not saying that there's not something to be learned from young people, but the questions would be different. Someone who is further behind you on the career track probably does not have the same information that you have when you have 10 more years of experience than them. You would be the one giving them advice about how to get to you, right? Listen, a lot of people will tell you, here's the secret to doing that with having never done the thing. They will all do it. You need to qualify. Do your due diligence and qualify the people that you're taking advice from. Learn from the people who are qualified to give you advice because they've done the thing that you want to do. That is how you qualify advice. And finally... Be consistently good at what you do. Be consistently good. Figure out what is the best part of your business and double down on it. Spend your time there. Perfect it. Make sure your customer knows this is the thing I do better than anyone else. I promise. Right? Have a brand promise. All of these questions are inside the book for you to actually think through and fill out. I'm very excited for you guys to read this chapter and to apply it to your business. I think it's going to make your sales skyrocket. All right. So number five, again, was to use the unsales tactic to do the thing that's the best for the customer at all costs. I'm so glad you guys tuned in. I will talk to you next time for number six of the 10 philosophies. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener of the Boss Up podcast. If you feel so inclined, I would so appreciate a rating and review from you on any platform that you're listening to this podcast on. In addition, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on pretty much any social media platform and you can email me anytime at hello at lindsaytm.com. I'll see you guys out there.